0: As an author of the book, uh, Crypto Titans, How Trillions Were Made and Billions Lost in the Cryptocurrency Market, how do you see the future of cryptocurrency, crypto market in 2023?
1: Yeah, I think the number one thing to really keep in mind and really, really reflect on is there are around 420 million people in cryptocurrency uh, that hold cryptocurrencies. So cryptocurrencies are definitely not going to go away. You know with hundreds of millions of people being actually involved in it and um and you know while i think short term there is a risk that uh the prices correct a little bit lower because there are some macro headwinds you know be it china be it u.s interest rates but nevertheless i think we are quite positive towards end of the year you know there is a signal that we have from the january signal so every time january is positive there's a high probability that actually Bitcoin prices rally towards the end of the year. And I think, of course, next year we have the Bitcoin halving, but we also have like a signal, the uh, so-called one-year one new high signal that tends to predict really uh, the last uh, three crypto bull markets. And that has been triggered in June. So there's a high chance actually that by next year we might be in a new bull market. So we are quite short term.
0: One of the things that uh, uh, a lot of the people that are analyzing the crypto Uh, market uh, are concerned with are the macros how will the impact of the macroeconomic situation uh, in the u.s in european union impact the possible coming of the uh, bull market
1: yeah i think the the key thing to understand is really restrictions that we are seeing of course was was a stronger u.s dollar that is driven by the fed keeps on hiking interest rates Um, But of course, this is all like a function of inflation. And inflation has really come down in the US from 9% end of last year to just uh, 4% now. And based on our models, inflation will actually going to fall uh, sub uh, sub 2%. And I think in that sense, the Fed actually doesn't need to hike interest rates anymore because I would also argue that the the kind of the, the, the evil inflation that the Fed is trying to uh, hold in check right now is not going to help with uh, short-term interest rate uh, hikes and you know right now interest rates in the U.S are already at five and a quarter percent versus inflation as I was just saying is four percent so you have already inflation lower than interest rates so I think you can make an argument that the fed sort of like can really take a foot away from the gas pedal and be a little bit more more constructive and supportive of the market and I think if that is acknowledged, then you're probably going to see a large liquidity burst within uh, the tech sector and also within the crypto sector. And I think this is going to be quite, quite bullish. So I think, you know, inflation, as I was saying, has peaked out based on our model. And therefore, we don't think the Fed is going to hype a lot more. And therefore, actually, crypto is setting itself up for really like a strong market uh, next year.
0: In China, we have now a phenomenon that we don't have in the other countries of the world, and that is deflation. Recently, Elon Musk, in one of his tweets, has warned the, the public that the deflation in the United States might be coming. How would that impact the bull uh, mark, the possible bull market, and uh, uh, is that the situation with the deflation possible?
1: Yeah, so I think what's interesting to really um, to reflect on in August 2015, China had an emergency. Uh, currency devaluation—it's just three percent—but for China, it meant a big deal. And while initially markets went down, also Bitcoin prices went went down. Bitcoin prices actually rallied then over the subsequent four months by sixty percent. So I think you know anything that is a little bit, you know reflects a little bit on the fragility of the Chinese economy or the uh, potential uh, export uh, boom in China, um, internal growth projections. I think everything that really you know puts a crack in this whole uh, China growth story might be used as uh, as crypto as a vehicle of a flight of capital as a store of value so I think the more problems you might see, the you know the the better it might actually be for crypto.
0: Well, the Bitcoin prices have uh, risen significantly this year. The uh, prices of the altcoin doesn't seem to follow the Bitcoin. How do we explain that phenomenon? And will the Bitcoin halving uh, solve maybe that issue?
1: market, that I think this is really what you know the book that I you know published is is really all about. Um, it's very difficult to see how some of the the darlings the high flyers of the previous bull market are going to be the new darlings of the new bull market because every bull market in crypto has been different you know some people try to compare it of course to to the the, the price correction of the dot com bust with with amazon where share prices went down 95% but of course subsequently they've rallied and i think here it's very differently right because we had like four crypto bull markets And they were, as I was saying, driven by by, by different factors. And when you think about it, the last bull market was really all about the DeFi and the yield farming craze. And this was really when central banks' interest rates were largely at zero. But of course, right now, interest rates are no longer at zero. So the next bull market cannot be because of some... You know, interest rate token, some yield uh, token. So it must be very different, and I think that's why some of the altcoins will just not come back because the market has just like moved on, and the market will develop a new theme. Because you know, with with the crypto market, there's always a combination of of really a new exchange or a new way to trade, be it with leverage futures, be it be it in you know another way, um, combined with uh, some technological invention, and the technology uh, technological invention. Uh, Might be something that is not really clear on the horizon, Um, but I would really keep my eye on this. But I think I would rather bet on new tokens instead of the the so-called altcoins that we have been seeing.
0: I know it's a million dollar question, but uh, can we maybe predict what would be the ideology, the idea behind the next bull market?
1: Yeah, difficult, very difficult to analyze. I think when you look uh, back, even um, even the last bull market, it just really, you know, started with some, um, you know, with, with some DAO, with some autonomy was like handed over to the token users. Um, you know, it went from Compound, it went from Aave, it, it happened just very, very quickly. Um, and I think that's something when you look at uh, historically. Uh, these things that can just literally happen overnight where a theme catches literally fire and explodes higher. So um, I don't have a good answer to to that question. I think it is very difficult to see some people talking about, you know, real world assets that are seeing some strong inflows and some strong growth. But, you know, but I don't know if that's really like strong enough. Other people talking about, of course, tokenization. Um, the question is, of course, how do people actually will make money with this? Of course, with the yield farming craze, it was very obvious to see how to how to make money because you needed to move, you know, money around very quickly because new projects were being launched, new um, you know, APYs were up for grabs and everything. It's difficult to see, but it cannot be yield farming in my view, uh what we had in the previous bull market, because the yield equation is very different and that's not gonna attract more people
0: into the market. One of, one of the important uh, uh, things that are going on at the moment is the increase of the uh, participation of the traditional financial players, uh, players in the crypto scene. Uh, recently, PayPal has launched its own stable coin. Will that be one of the underlying themes of the future bull market, that the traditional financial institutions will get more involved?
1: Yes, I think that can be one, one factor. I mean, the, the idea is, is, of course, um, that once Bitcoin or the crypto market had a market cap of more than one trillion, uh, that a lot of institutions suddenly took this asset class very serious and were start, starting to build their own infrastructure, their own teams. And of course, we have reached like a market cap of three trillion at, at, the, at the peak, really. Now we're back to like a trillion. So it's still kind of like meaningful size. But as you correctly said, a lot of the, the traditional players are looking into this space. I mean, intuitively, a lot of people are, are kind of like they know that that crypto at the blockchain can help to smooth uh, to smooth uh, the, some of the friction points that we that we're seeing with instant settlements, um, you know, with building their community and everything. So I think there is a reason why a lot of these established players keep on working on this, even through this bear market. Um, but, of course, here the idea is maybe stable coins is the bigger picture uh, story because, of course, of the remittances, right? It's still quite costly uh, to send money from country A to country B. Normally, there are fees involved and everything and the middleman. And, of course, crypto is technology and technology is all about taking out the middleman. So I think that's uh, something that uh, I wouldn't neglect. I think uh, we have seen, of course, in the previous bull market, a lot of institutions have have uh, started to build capabilities, but here PayPal was already supposed to announce this already like last year. So the fact is that they have not turning back. And maybe we have really reached a point where, where uh, you know the the goalposts are actually that strong that the institutions you know keep developing in this space and they will actually bring in more users. Because as you know, PayPal has a lot of users around the world, and it's very easy to kind of like you know make people familiar. Uh, with, with crypto that way and then draw in more people.
0: And this podcast, can you tell us more about the book that you released? Uh, I saw a lot about posts about it on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, so the book is, of course, uh, you know, it describes uh, the four crypto bull markets 2011, 13, 2017, and 21. What were the drivers? What were the people behind? What were the companies behind? And it just shy, you know, puts the, puts the light really on. You know, some of those big exchanges from FTX to Binance to BitMEX, they were they were driving everything. But also what was really the developments on the regulatory side? You know, when were the big turning points for the market? And I think the idea is really to help people understand why Binance became so big or why people started to use stable coins or, you know, really who are the players behind all this, right? And why are these players such big players, right? Was it because they had some... You know some you know privileged access to to regulatory information and insights and the book is so uh, you know, of course heavily researched it has 650 references it's you know one hundred fifteen thousand words it's an audio form like 12 and a half hours 427 pages so it's a uh, it's quite a you know quite a i guess uh, you know well written book and it has been well received as you correctly said you know has been you know, reviewed by Coinbase, Animoca Brands, by Tim Draper, and so on. Um, so it's been it's been a big success. So I'm you know quite pleased uh, with the feedback from people.